This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, coming to you on a Monday morning. And this is a little different today, and there's no big introduction or anything like that with the music because we're kind of bare bones this week with Eddie out and Al out and all that. But still figure we should bring you a podcast. I'm very excited to welcome to the podcast for the first time Mr. John Minko. Mink, thank you for doing this. Hey, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to discuss a lot of topics, and it's great to be here. It's a lot different. I'm not going to ask you about Sonny Gray's ERA or how many home runs Aaron Judge hit or anything like that. It's a little bit different, and I kind of started discussing some of the the topics with you during the show just to kind of give you a preview. Basically, we just want your take on stuff. Al usually reads me stories and relates them to our lives if they so should cross paths or if it's something that would interest us or or something like that. So I'm going to start simple. So I mentioned the fact that a woman was pulled off a yacht in Australia by a shark. Now, this was not like a great white. This was a shark. You know, they kind of hover at the top of the water, not violent. And it was supposedly a shark feeding tour that she was on. Well, I guess she got a little too close, and the shark grabs her hand and her finger, pulls her into the water. Now, my thought, my question to you is, when you read a story like that, can you relay that to any part of your life? Have you ever been on a boat in the ocean, like on an excursion? First of all, have you ever been on a cruise? I've never been on a cruise, but I've been on a boat. Okay. Have you been on a boat for fishing, for fun, a booze cruise? What type of boat? Uh, fishing. Have you or would you ever go on a trip like this? Uh, to, to be with the the, the yeah. sharks and everything? It's not dolphins feeding sharks. No, I would not do that, feed would, sharks. Would you fish for sharks? I would not fish for sharks, no. So in no It ways, would not go well. Not at all. Oh, no. The shark would definitely win. We have a segment that sometimes we call What Would Al Dukes Do? What would John Minko do if you're on that boat and the woman gets pulled into the water? I would, uh, <laughs> well, you can't scream because you're underneath the water. It, 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 it would be a difficult situation. No, I, the, 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 the hope would be that someone saw me take the plunge and then immediately act accordingly and throw me a line so that I can get back up onto the boat. Now, you're on the boat and you see a woman fall in like this. What do you do? That's what I want to know. Faint. <laughs> no, no, faint is not a good answer. I don't know. <laughs> if I saw the lady, I mean, I, my swimming... You know, days are are not very. And if I'm going to jump in the lake with a bunch of sharks, so you would do the Al. I mean, they leave me up. You would basically try and call nine one one and walk the other way. Yeah, and say you did your civil duty. Well, uh, I, I I don't know. I, I, I'd say, why would the woman be alone with me? I'd I'd have <laughs> to have somebody <laughs> near me. Uh, I mean, I mean, if, if me and oh, me, a lady, sharks, and the boat. Now, we, we need some other people. 
just a little note. Anything you say can and will be held against you. I understand. All right, fair enough. You just talked about a woman in a boat and a shark. Good luck with that. (laughs) Uh, Next, I read you this headline. The CDC recommends not drinking the lake water this summer because you're swimming uh, in poop water. So how many times have you taken a lake vacation? I've been on lakes. Oh, sure. The last one would be uh, Lake uh, Winnipesaukee up in New Hampshire, Wilkeboro. Which was how long ago? Of several years. Did you swim in that lake? Yes. You consume poop. Thoughts? Well, that's a, I, a revelation. From the CDC. I'm not making this I mean, up. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, detect anything. Did you get the runs? Did I get the runs? No. Yes. They're saying that is an effect of ingesting Being a lake water. Lake water that's got poop in it. Well, I. Uh, Wait a minute. The 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 water in the lake yeah. has poop in it. Correct. And that's going to give me the runs. Yes, because you're basically ingesting it somehow. It filters. Its How can way you ingest in. it if, if you, you don't open your mouth? Mistake. Because c- sometimes you trust me, it finds its way in. That's what they're telling you. Be very very careful. Unless I spring a leak. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, we're all getting old. We're springing leaks all over the place. Uh, uh, no, wait a minute. No, that that's impossible. How could how can I consume something that I don't voluntarily consume? No, I said a recap. No for the boat and the shark fishing, and lake swimming is now out. It is now. Now, what would you do with this? Because all of these activities are for the summer when it gets very warm. Now, I'm going to Phoenix this week, later in the week. Right. Seen a ballpark that I've been to. Right. Now, you've been there with St. John's, correct? Correct. Okay. Now, I knew when we booked this it was going to be warm. I'm not stupid. I was well aware of it. But the point of why we're going is my son wants to go to Chase Field. So we're going to go to Arizona for a couple of days, and then we're going to go to San Diego where it'll be warm but much cooler than Arizona. Arizona's going to be 109. I think today, 118. 118 in Phoenix? It's going to be 109 on Friday, but we don't land until Friday night because I'm doing the show with Kim Friday, and then we'll go. And Saturday and Sunday in the 105, 106 range. So not terrible, but hot. Now, what would you do if you were in Oman, wherever the hell that is? What do you think? Where? Oman. I don't know. It's somewhere in near Kebab, wherever that is. I'm sorry, Kasab. Kasab Airport? I don't know where that is. It's, it's, uh, it's overseas somewhere. High temperature on Tuesday. You ready for this? Yeah. 122 degrees. 122 now, what do you do? Like, do you just, and you have no air conditioning. What do you do to stay cool? A fly to the North Pole. Or get naked and jump in a pool or a lake that's There's no with air poop? conditioning and it's 122? Know, I, knowing you, probably not. Do you have cable TV yet? Yes, I do. You do? Yeah. You have all the channels. I think so. I have quite a few. You have quite a few. So you have MSG now, you get SNY. Take oh, me sure. through, all right, so take me through a Minko day. So today you're done at 11 o'clock. Then what? I will uh, drive home and have a little lunch and probably take a nap. You will. How much sleep did you get last night? Uh, Not much because I was watching the Yankee game and had trouble falling asleep. So you probably were up till at least 12 o'clock. You were up and out by 3. I don't know if I was up to 12, but I was up by a quarter to 3. And that's early for me. Usually usually on this shift, uh, Eastern time, I get up around, around 20 after 3. Right. Makes sense. And then what's the dinner situation? Five o'clock, six o'clock, eight o'clock? Uh, usually about six. Your wife cook? No, I'll do the cooking. You do the cooking? Oh, I do a lot of the cooking. Now, do you still cook year-round on the barbecue? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yes. And you don't use an oven? 
No, we use an oven sometimes, but uh, most of the time we I cook year so round. It's twenty seven degrees out in January. You're out there on the barbecue. You sure? God the only thing you. that stops me from barbecuing outside is gas line freeze. What? Gas line freeze. Right, but do you have a, you're using a propane tank? Yeah. And that freezes? Oh, absolutely. Interesting. How do you know it freezes? It won't turn on? It won't turn on. It won't mm. fire up. Could be empty, you know. You could be lazy. Uh, no. If it, it, yeah, but if it's empty, I know. You would know. Oh, I know what I wanted to talk to you about. So for anybody out there that's not aware, John Minko... The legend of John Minko from the time I started working at this radio station in 1997, going forward for at least 10 more years probably. John Minko was a youth softball coach, correct? That is correct. Right. And you travel stopped, team. Travel travel softball. Travel softball 13 uh 13 years the uh, age group was 12 and under okay. in a league. So I'm coaching 13U baseball now and 8U baseball. And I've come to this conclusion over the last, I would say, week or so, and you're the perfect person to talk talk to about this. You know what the problem with youth baseball is? And softball, I would think, to the to some degree. People always say the parents, and that's certainly part of it. I, I would agree with that in some cases, though I have never really experienced that. The umpiring. The umpires try to control these games now, Mink, with these tight little strike zones for 8-year-olds eight year and 12- and 13-year-olds, as opposed to letting the game actually be played. You've got kids going up there essentially looking to walk because their coaches are saying, hey, umpire's got a tight strike zone. Make them come to you. Like, guys, go out there and just call some strikes and loosen things up. That was my revelation this weekend. All right. Now, th- is this a travel team? Yeah. All right. I, I, you know what? It, it becomes a tough situation because you're going to get the ire of the other manager. Not if you're consistent. Mm. If you tell, I mean, I've been in those games in which you know uh, one of our pitchers or the pitchers on the other team walk like ten in a row. You know, I've you know I've been through that. It sucks, and and it's oh, absolutely, it's awful. And um, you know, you try and tell the, but you don't want you know what you don't want to tell the kids that you know swing at anything. No, you don't. But there's a difference. But between, if there's something close, but I don't know. I'm not saying you know ankles to the neck. But you got to call the knees to the letters. Well, I and agree with that. Too many times these umpires are almost waist to above the. I mean, the the strike zones. Well, are then so if small. that's the case, that's the umpires. That's like, the guys, that's the umpires' the Major fault. League baseball. Let's get these get the game moving. And it's so, and especially when we've had a lot of games where the umpires will tell us in the ground rules, guys, this is not Major League Baseball. I will be fair. I will be consistent. But tell your boys to swing at pitches that are near the zone. Because I want this to be a good baseball game as opposed to a walkathon, which just sucks in every you know, which way. But you know what, though? Then the the uh, umpire needs to tell you what his strike zone is. That's fine. Because, because you know, one, one of the things that um, I had when I coached, a big stickler for me, you know, I obviously wanted to make it fun for the girls and uh, did the best I could with that. Uh, but the other thing I tried to do was to make sure that we played by the rules. And we play by every rule. Sure. And 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 at coaches' meetings, I told the coaches, I said, read the rule book. You'd be very, very interested to see what you read. And what you know and don't know. And what you do, yeah. And a lot of things you don't know. And, and, um, and that, you know, that's the one thing. Other than that, I told them to have fun. The, the, I think the trouble in youth sports, you know, I know they deal with the parents. And you say, well... Why do you, is it you're dealing with the parents? I think that there's a greater sense of entitlement for certain kids now than ever before. 
and oh, for sure. and and I believe and I had that trouble when you know I had an assistant coach who who um you know worked and volunteered and did this 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 and this and flat out told me I think you need my daughter to play this certain position she's entitled to because they're probably paying a lot of money and they think that they're it's their given right yeah That's and 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 we had arguments because you know I I said no and then the following year I would not accept an assistant coach that had a player on the team. Got it. Makes sense. Because I didn't. Completely independent. And I, I said, I want. I'm picking the assistant coaches, and they're going to be no parents. All right. Last thing, because I, I promised Al he wanted to know this uh, as we get back to what the podcast really is. I apologize for that, but I figured Mink was a good person to to bounce that off of. Are you aware of um, sex robots taking over the world? And uh, no. Are you aware of sex robots? No. Okay, so this is not, I'm not being funny. This is legit. This is true stuff. So they now make robots that look like real people. I mean, they are, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Some of the females are hot. I mean, you would be like, wow. The female robots. Yes. And the, the purpose of them is to have sex with them. So if you're kind of hard up, you're a little lonely, or maybe your wife's really not interested in you anymore, because there are some relationships where they say, listen, as long as it's not a human, do what you want with it. Your thoughts on sex robots now and the relationship you could have with one maybe in the future? Uh, no, I, I, I'm not uh, into having a, a relationship with a sex robot. Now, before you say that, i got to show you what some of these look like. Some of them even talk to you, and some will even react and respond based upon the way you act towards them. They're programmed to pick up different sensibilities. Would that freak you out, or do you think it's kind of cool? If the, if the sex robot was talking to me? Oh, yeah. Uh, right, yeah, that, younger, no, that would right. freak me out. How about a younger John Minko? John Minko, back in your Indiana days, before you got married, you've got an opportunity. Any interest as a man? We'll never know the answer to that. So you're not going to give me a yes or a no? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, no, I can't. You know, the <laughs> sex robot. My goodness. <laughs> yes. So you really have no idea what I'm talking about. I mean, can you? <laughs> no. All right. How much do you think these cost? Oh, they've they've got to be um, they've got to be expensive. Give me a number. Uh, I'd say three grand. Uh, they're more like nine. Nine? Yeah, nine thousand. In Russia, there's a sex robot brothel that's now open. Thoughts? <clears throat> really? Yeah. Look at like look at this picture of her, this blonde. Right. That's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a robot. Yeah. So you could, if you were in Russia for the World Cup, they opened it just in time for the World Cup. You can go to a sex robot brothel. What do you think that cost? What? Could you, could you, what would you get some of these for? robots to fill the seats at the, in, at a Marlins game? Now, so so sex robot Samantha, she will she'll turn you down if you're not nice to her. So like, they listen, they got feelings too. Yo, what I, would you, if you were into it, what would you pay? <laughs> no, no, I would never do that. 24 hours a day they're open. You would think so. Right. I mean, they never sleep. I mean, some of them. Robots, oh. you know. <laughs> now, I'll show you one more. Look at the one on the left. All right. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? Uh <laughs> This is what's just discussed on these podcasts. One more. This, <laughs> this is what Al wants to know. Yes, Al was very curious about how you would handle this topic. And uh, I'll basically say, not well. No, I would not handle this. To- I'm not handling this topic well no, at not. all. 
I'll tell you what. I mean, a matter of fact, I was blindsided. I didn't get this in, in, in the, uh, you know, the pre. You're not blindsided. The pre- oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. I'm you listen blindsided to podcast, by a robot. Oh, yes. Well, listen, you could have the robot. I mean, every that- girl, I know that every girl wants a make, but th- this is taking it a little bit too far. How about that room you can and- have in the brothel? Uh, oh. <laughs> I think I've lost Mink. He's going to have a stroke. I think you lost me with the sharks. Uh, it looks like $183 an hour to get down and dirty with the dolls. Is Mink down and dirty with the dolls? $183 with the robots? Uh. I'm going to take that as a no. In case you want to know, though, you can search Luma dolls if you are interested in the future of getting one like Mandy because she was quite attractive. She's in Russia. Uh, well, yes, but you can buy these. Oh, you can, bu- you can buy, buy them? them? Yes. $6,000. No? Hey, Flegelman, turn the mic on. Any interest if you broke up with your girlfriend, even for a night? Try everything once. Say that one more time. Try everything once. Mink, try everything once. No, I can't do that. <laughs> you know what the problem is with that, though, Mike? And Al tells a great story about how once when he was working in Tampa... As a producer and a reporter, they had a product. It was a male product for the deed that some lonely men might do on a daily basis or weekly basis or once a month or whatever it might be. And he tried the product. He figured, what the hell? It's a sponsor. Went back to his apartment, tried the product. And he said the problem was as soon as the product did what it was supposed to do to him, he felt this great sense of shame and threw the product out. So I guess my question would be, you said try it once, you try it once, what are you feeling like at that moment? I'd probably hate myself for the rest of my life. Exactly. You'd probably be okay, right, man? In truth, I'm too terrified of robots to do anything with them. Could you imagine taking a robot to the senior prom? (laughs) It could happen. Give it 10 years. Exactly right. They're taking over the world. Remember that. John Minko, thank you for sitting in for Al. This is awesome. It's been fun. Maybe uh, if we do this again, more sex robot talk. Oh, more more shark talk. Or shark talk. Or sex robot sharks. Uh (laughs) All right, that's it for the podcast. There's no warm-up coming up next like normal because Al wasn't here. It was me and Kim, so we didn't do a warm-up or anything like that. So appreciate it. We might have one other podcast pop up this week. We'll see. Uh, Otherwise, happy July 4th, and we will see. Adios.